Miracy. I'm Dory Clark, and you're listening to Making It. I'm the author of the new book, The Long Game, How to Be a Long-Term Thinker in a Short-Term World. And I run the online course and community, Recognized Expert. Making it, to me, is really a question of self-actualizing. It's a question of accomplishing your vision, whatever that vision is, and feeling like you have maxed out your potential. For me, the most alarming thing, the most alarming fear, is the idea that you get to the end of your life or you get to a certain inflection point in your life and you say, oh, wow, I could have done so much more or there's so much more I wish I would have done. And I certainly don't want to be in that position. And I don't want the people that I work with or that I touch to be in that position. I mean, I think that really for a lot of us, what we're striving for is inner peace. (laughs) What we're striving for is the sense that You know, I mean, I think we all know we can't control everything. We certainly can't control outcomes. But to the best of our abilities, if we have maxed out on process, if we've done our part, then I think it's something that we can all feel good about. Between 2004 and 2006, I wanted to to go back to my friends into the life that I had built in Boston. And so I returned there and I decided that I either wanted to get a job running communications at a larger nonprofit, or I wanted to run my own small nonprofit. And so I applied for a lot of different opportunities. There were um, many things I didn't get, but one place where I did get called back and had interviews and ultimately got the job was to be the executive director of something called the Massachusetts Bicycle Coalition, known as Mass Bike, which was the statewide bicycling advocacy group. And I was familiar with them because a few years before, as a journalist, I had covered them a little bit. I had written some articles about them. So I knew what their deal was. And I'll never forget my, they had this like icebreaker interview question. They were like, so what kind of bike do you have? I just froze. And I, I realized in that moment, I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know what kind of bike I have. And so I, I just sort of smiled and I said, it's blue. And that was, that was my answer. But they, they did end up hiring me anyway. Well, I think always there's the question of what it means to have made it. I have a new book called The Long Game, How to Be a Long-Term Thinker in a Short-Term World. And One of the things that I talk about in the book is a concept in sociology known as shifting baseline syndrome. In shifting baseline syndrome, it's kind of a phenomenon in environmental science and other fields that talks about how we measure the past and the erroneous ways that we do that. And I think it's also useful for us to understand that the way that we measure things in our own lives and in our own careers is not always accurate. We often take for granted some of our success, you know, something that seems like very normal today, like, oh yeah, I got interviewed on this podcast, or oh yeah, I got, you know, oh, I landed a client today, or I got to give a speech today, whatever it is, 
it might feel normal to us now, but I think it's really important for us to tap in, to remember like, oh my gosh, if this happened five years ago, if this happened 10 years ago, it would have been like, oh, wow, I can't believe it. I can't believe I got to do that. And so continually reminding ourselves of where we started so that we have an accurate sense so that we don't kind of retroactively feel like things are not that exciting or, oh yeah, but you know, yeah, it was, you know, it was a speech, but you know, there was only a hundred people there, not a thousand people or, you know, whatever stories we tell ourselves. But when it comes to milestones or things that are important, certainly for me, something that was important and meaningful was publishing my first book, because that's something that I had had as a goal since I was a little kid. I had always loved books. I loved reading. So the idea of writing my own book was something that was very personally meaningful to me. So I would probably point to that as, as one emblematic example. When it comes to accomplishing all the things that we want, you do have to work hard. I wish I could say otherwise, but we do often have to sacrifice nights and weekends in order to really put in the time and effort necessary to accomplish what we want. However, that being said, a lot of time for a lot of people is perhaps misspent in frenzy. And I would say perhaps misspent in the sense that we really begin to run into trouble as people if we are constantly doing the same thing and using the same tools all the time. There's a concept that I talk about in the long game, which is what I call career waves and thinking in waves. And I think it's kind of important because, you know, ultimately we all intuitively understand that life is a marathon. You know, you can't be sprinting the entire time, but that also doesn't mean that there aren't places where you really should be sprinting. As Marshall Goldsmith, the famed executive coach says, nobody can be happy with what used to be. You can't be happy if you're a 70 year old guy and you keep talking about when you were the high school quarterback. It just doesn't work that way. You have to keep reinventing yourself, which means cycling through to the beginning and you start again and you learn something new. And that's how we keep ourselves fresh. And I think thinking in waves for me is really part of the secret. We need to be aware that reinvention should be a constant process. Too often the discourse around reinvention is about these really abrupt breaks or these major life transitions that people have. And certainly that's true. You do reinvent yourself if you change careers or if you make a really big shift, you know, let's say from being employed at a company to starting your own business or something like that. That's a that's a reinvention. But in order to actually make those reinventions less traumatic, perhaps more exciting rather than upsetting. One of the best things that all of us can do is to make reinvention a habit. I call it lowercase r reinvention because it's it's nothing so dramatic, but it's about in small ways, keeping ourselves fresh, learning new things, trying new things, keeping our skill set diversified so that it is not such an enormously huge deal. I think that so often in this world, there's a lot of people that are critics and you know, really just they're more interested in tearing people down or proving how smart they are by coming up with these little niggling critiques. 
And I, I find it so unhelpful and so demoralizing. I think that what a lot of people need more than anything is certainly we're important, accurate advice about how to be successful, which is what I really try to do with my books and in my courses, is to demystify the process so that people understand what it actually looks like and what it actually takes. But in addition to that, genuine support, because there's not enough people in most people's lives actually just saying like, good job, you know, Cheer, you know, I'm cheering you on, I'm proud of you. And so even if your first effort at something is not amazing, it's okay. My first effort at most things is not amazing. I look back at the blog posts that I did 10 years ago, even ones that made it into HBR, and I'm a little bit like, oh, God. You know, like I'm much better now than I was. And you know what? Anyone that I work with, surprise, surprise, they're going to be better in 10 years than they are now. But you have to start. And so I think it is important to have somebody cheering you on. And I like to do that for people. So that's that's what I'm aiming at. I'm Dory Clark, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at doryclark.com. That's D-O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K.com. And if you'd like to learn more about how you can elevate your expertise in the public eye, you can download the free self-assessment at doryclark.com slash toolkit. Making It is a Mira CFM original production. This episode of Making It was assembled by Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb produced the episode. Danny Bermont is our associate producer, and Danny Eney, that's me, is our executive producer. If you liked this episode, you might want to check out Just Between Coaches, the podcast that explores the really tough issues that coaches face every day. So you don't miss the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.